1985. If you're like me, you're 12 years old, Knight Rider is on TV, you're knocking back a bottle of orange Shasta and cracking jokes with your imaginary friend, Reginald, when a commercial comes on. We open on a warm sunset, just off the California coast, its serene orange and pink glow shimmering on the ocean surface, cut to a lone butterfly sitting atop a flower. One of the smallest endangered species quietly reaches for its dinner. The narrator says softly, the El Segundo blue butterfly lives on wild buckwheat on land that's part of an oil refinery. Now in dreamy slow motion, the butterfly flutters off its perch and lands on a finger. It's not much bigger than a fingernail, the warm voice explains. Yet people who work there protect the area and plant buckwheat. Cut to the final frame. Do people really do that so a tenth of a gram of beauty can survive? People do. Those two words, people do, mark the final frame, nestled under the logo for Chevron, the $150 billion multinational oil company. In the mid-1980s, Chevron's People Do campaign was designed to highlight projects that demonstrated the company's care and commitment to the environment. One featured a hibernating bear and her cuddly cub returning to spring in Montana, thanks to the effort of Chevron employees through the winter. One celebrated coral reefs made from old storage tanks. While initially successful, the ads were swiftly condemned by environmental groups. Why? Well, to start, the ads left out a key fact. The People Do projects, while real, were legally mandated in order to mitigate the collateral damage caused by oil drilling. Researchers also found that the El Segundo Butterfly program cost the company just $5,000 a year, while the production of the ad touting it was estimated well over $200,000. The People Do campaign has become sort of the gold standard for what's referred to as greenwashing. The misleading or even deceptive PR efforts to insist a company's environmental impact is positive, regardless of what reality shows. Unfortunately, unlike Knight Rider, greenwashing is still alive and well today, and it's just one of the ways we become inundated with messages about brands making the world a better place. Whether it's combating climate change, supporting movements like Black Lives Matter, touting how well they treat their employees, or just a good old-fashioned, in these unprecedented times, we're in this together. It feels inescapable. Many companies actually do the things they say, but not all. So who's for real? Can businesses actually be a force for good? And if so, how can we know when they are doing what they say they will do? This week, we're putting the spotlight on two organizations working to answer exactly that question. One is B-Lab, a nonprofit organization who has catalyzed a movement through its B Corp certification, and Done Good, a company aiming to make it quick, easy, and affordable to use your purchasing power for good. I'm Scott Herms. This is Working Better. Okay, briefly, we're going to go even further back to 1970. The Beatles just broke up. IBM unveiled the first ever floppy disk. And an economist by the name of Milton Friedman published an essay in the New York Times called A Friedman Doctrine. The social responsibility of business is to increase its profits. Friedman's argument was as clear as his head was bald. Profit matters above all else. Friedman economics and the idea of shareholder primacy, that the shareholder always comes first, became the foundational principles of free market capitalism. 
Not surprisingly, over the years, more and more economists, investors, and business leaders have come to believe that Friedman's model is at least incomplete. There is increasing recognition that sort of the business model of many corporations in the world is in some ways fundamentally broken. That's Chris Marquis, a professor at Cornell and author of Better Business, How the B Corp Movement is Remaking Capitalism. You have these things like massive environmental degradation, you know, rampant discrimination, inequality, and many people sort of tie those issues to, to problems with our companies, polluting more or you know, who they hire, who they promote, uh, et cetera. Many believe we've entered a new era, one where consumers demand not just quality products and services, but also transparency, accountability, and action in terms of how they impact the world. Was a product made sustainably? Who made it? Are they being treated and compensated fairly? Where did the ingredients come from? Are they fair trade? How are the employees treated? What are you doing to make your company's leadership more diverse? So when demand for perceived responsibility goes up, well, we don't need Milton Friedman to tell us, supply goes up. And we get this. What else can kids and parents do to protect the environment? Well, kids, you can tell your parents to buy a GE front-loading washing machine to save water. Because if the Earth's not here, where else is Greenzo going to dance? Thanks for getting the message out, Greenzo. You're saving the world. Fans of the NBC sitcom 30 Rock might remember Greenzo, played by David Schwimmer. He was a fictional mascot created by NBC as part of a company-wide environmental initiative. It's absurd, but it's not that far from reality. Brands use any means they can to shout at consumers, Hey! We're not an evil corporation. Look at our environmentally conscious, naturally derived, ethically considered, responsibly sourced cassava chips. Which leaves us with at least three questions. What does any of that actually mean? How can we determine who's for real when it comes to businesses doing good? And finally, what the hell is cassava anyway? One company aiming to help answer that question is B-Lab. They're known for the B Corp certification, a set of standards used to measure the positive impact a company has on the world. For 3,500 businesses in 70 countries who have become B Corp certified, it means they've met those standards and used the B Corp model to guide how they do business. Walk through the grocery store, and you don't have to look hard for a B Corp logo. Ben & Jerry's ice cream, Method cleaning products, Dan & Yogurt, or International Delight coffee creamer from parent company Danone. The list of certified B Corps also includes beloved brands like Patagonia, Allbirds, and Clean Canteen. The certification means two things. First is the actual legal structure of the business. We'll get to that in a bit. Second is the B-Lab Impact Assessment. It's a free, roughly 150-question survey that pinpoints the impact a business has across five areas. The environment, workers, community, customers, and shareholders. The assessment aims to understand how the business operates. Leaders answer questions like, how much do you rely on renewable energy to operate corporate facilities? What percentage of your company's management is from the underrepresented populations? How do you prevent the exploitation of workers? Are employees allowed to take paid time off for community service? How many hedgehogs work in your IT department? Okay, that last one is not one of the questions, but it'd be pretty cool if they added it. Based on industry benchmarks set by B-Lab, the more positive the impact, the higher the score. 
Add each score together and you get the overall B impact score. 80 is the minimum to become certified. There are many routes to become certified because different companies invest in different areas. For example, Patagonia's score of 151.4 is one of the highest of any B Corp. As a company who's become famous for doing things like donating $10 million in tax cuts to environmental charities, they scored highest on community and environment. Those two areas making up for well over half their total score. King Arthur Flower took a different route to certification. The company's worker score was a whopping 61, way above the average of 22. Why? It's a 100% employee-owned company. They pay at least 14% above minimum wage, they offer things like counseling and wellness services to employees, and achieved an employee satisfaction score above 80%. When King Arthur claims to treat their employees well, you don't have to take their word for it. It's been quantified and verified. That's the beauty of the B assessment. It looks at these mammoth problems facing the world and says, these businesses are helping solve those problems. And here's how. Down to every last employee benefit, social program, and carbon emission. Beyond the public perception, attracting employees has undoubtedly become one of the primary benefits touted by the B Corp movement. Here's Chris Marquis again. I've interviewed, you know, now probably 100 B Corps uh, over, you know, over the years. The retention is way higher than their competitors. It's higher than before they went through the process because, you know, people want to work at a place where they're treated humanely and have good benefits. It just makes a lot of sense. Uh, on the other side, the employee attraction side, many companies from, you know, Athleta, uh, Cabot Cheese to New Belgium Brew Brewery, you know, have told me that last few years, 25 plus percent of the people that come in applying for jobs, you know, then on the application, you know, why do you want to work for us? And they mentioned because you're a B Corp. As just about anyone who has pursued the B Corp certification will tell you, the process is no walk in the park. It's not something necessarily the companies are enjoying at the time. That's James Gaffari, director of B Corp certification at B Lab UK. You're kind of being put through the ringer a little bit. It's like exercise. You don't like doing it. Well, you're in the process of doing it, but but afterwards you get the, the endorphin rush of having done it. But actually, funnily enough, kind of talking to the community afterwards, a number of companies have recently come and said, you know, one of the really valuable things that they, they did was that verification process itself because it actually forced them to look under the bonnet of their company. Uh, side note to my fellow Americans, under the bonnet does not mean under a lady's fancy Easter hat, but rather what we would call the hood of a car. So under the bonnet means under the hood. My favorite difference between English and American is that in England, knock up means to wake someone up and rubber means eraser. So it is possible in the UK to knock someone up with a rubber, while in America this would signify a terrible job of quality control by the good people of the Trojan Corporation. So speaking of going under the bonnet, we asked James, if the self-assessment is self-administered, how are the answers verified? There is a, an external verification or validation aspect to that in which our standards team are going to reach out to you to ask you to provide supporting evidence to back up the, the claims that you've made on that assessment. If you're claiming something that's really impactful, if you're making beer, for instance, you've got an environmentally innovative process that uses half the water that a typical beer company uses, then 
it's actually a huge amount of work that our analysts then have to do to go and research the beer industry and how much water typically gets used by those companies in making beer in that process typically and then the company itself it is upon them to provide all of the evidence to back up the claims that they've made and to show all of them show their working basically during our research for this episode two things kept coming up again and again one the assessment and verification process is hard two sometimes the best case for the b corp movement is made not by the companies who crossed the finish line, but by the ones who didn't. Even though there are only 3,500 B Corps, you know, it's used by over 100,000 companies uh, as a management tool. That's author and professor Chris Marquis again. You know, there are all kinds of ways to benchmark yourself as you go through it, understand how to actually manage the company better. This is why I'm, I titled the book Better Business, because so many companies told me, you know, we got into this for the social and environmental reasons, but actually came out of it as a better business because it's, you know, just sort of leads to think about things that that you haven't thought about before. There's one relatively well-known environmentally focused company that I've talked to, I won't name their name, you know, they've been doing this work since the 1990s and they learned through going through the assessment that actually many of their employee sort of benefits, so to speak, were really lagging. So things like you know, maternity, paternity leave, other benefits. And this resulted in them actually changing all of these items. It seems one of the most effective things about the B Corp model is it takes away the ambiguity about how to do the right thing. You're never starting from scratch. You have this clear set of benchmarks to base decisions on, particularly when the unexpected happens. For example, when COVID hit and many companies were criticized for abandoning suppliers, often from lower income countries, It was companies like Paris-based Danone being praised for extending payment terms and credit to small farmers and suppliers. The Danone case is a really great example of, you know, COVID hits and they continue to pay the dividends, uh, but also found ways to, you know, ensure employment for a number of their employees, uh, work with their suppliers and supply chain to make sure that, that those folks were being taken care of as well. For people seeking businesses doing good and being held accountable, B Corp is a really helpful guide, a shorthand for they're not destroying the planet and its people. But only if people know what certified B Corp means, right? While B Lab and the B Certification are relatively new to the general public, folks like Chris and James are encouraged by the growing levels of awareness. Here's what James had to say. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think we're, we're not there yet, but I think consumer awareness is, is massively growing, um, especially here in the UK. It's also being driven by the B Corps themselves. It's a real shame. I haven't been on the tube for about nine months or eight months now for obvious reasons, but just before lockdown, I was just seeing loads of tube adverts coming up in, in central London from Mindful Chef, to, you know, to Oddbox and all these different people using the B Corp stamp on their adverts. Consumers really, or customers really want to help with that decision-making process and they will give more of their time and more of their loyalty and more of their engagement to companies that give them that helping hand in making those, those decisions along with their values. It all comes back to the fundamental definitions of what businesses are for. Milton Friedman said they're for making money. And even if growing numbers reject that mindset, it's still entrenched in our thinking, our habits as consumers, and most importantly, the law. 
For the vast majority of businesses, particularly large corporations who affect the world the most, their legal responsibility is first and foremost to shareholders. Decisions are made and regulated based on the impact of the bottom line. In the UK, B Lab is saying it's time to change that. One of our big aims as, as B Corp is something that we call the Better Business Act, where we are basically going to kind of build a coalition of companies to ask the government to change the Companies Act and Section 172 so that the responsibility for directors everywhere in every company in the UK is to think about all of their stakeholders when they make key business decisions and not just their shareholders. So um, stay tuned and, and we'll be hearing uh, hopefully in 2021 a lot more about that. It's no small feat. B-Lab's website states the intention of the campaign very clearly. Change the law so that every single company in the UK, whether big or small, takes ownership of its social and environmental impact. Could something similar to that happen here in the US? It may sound far-fetched, but Chris Marquis says there's actually more common ground politically than you might think. Even Marco Rubio has come out against shareholder privacy. He wrote a report not that long ago about how the you know shareholder privacy is the cancer that's killing American companies because it is so short-term oriented. And yeah, so so Elizabeth Warren is another sort of from the left, you know, that actually many of the ideas of the spend the benefit corporation law uh, were into her accountable capitalism act, which she put forth as part of her presidential plan. That's about as encouraging as anything. The list of things that Marco Rubio and Elizabeth Warren agree on is short and includes things like the sky is often blue, water is usually wet, and David Hasselhoff, hot. Candidly, the first time I learned what a B Corp was, it was from Ken and Carta, my employer, who graciously hasn't told me to stop swearing on this podcast yet. Jay Schwan, our CEO, announced at a quarterly meeting that Ken and Carta was pursuing B Corp certification to hold ourselves accountable to the things we say we believe in. It's been years in the making, but we're damn close, which is awesome. Since I first learned about the B Corp certification, the thing that's been most encouraging is learning more about what it's meant to other companies, the stories about what other certified B Corps have done to earn the distinction. Which brings me to America's favorite two to three minute podcast segment, Business Class, Midwest Division, more than one and less than three podcasters. Cooler terms with Pooler and Herms. Pooler Terms, our recurring segment where our very own Katie Pooler helps us make sense of the world by explaining concepts that sometimes get buried in Technobabble. Hey, Katie, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. So what's our what's our cooler term this week? This week's cooler term is carbon neutral. Okay. Companies recognize that they, yes, they have to produce these carbon emissions in order to build their products and in an effort to offset those bad behaviors that are necessary in order to produce whatever they're making, they have to offset it by doing good things. It's sort of like a a carbon apology, right? Like, so sorry, I put all this carbon into the environment. Here's a tree. Exactly. A couple of really great examples of companies that have been doing some really interesting things with this. So one is Allbirds, which Allbirds, if you're hearing this, reach out to me at Katie. P-O-O-L-E-R-K-A-T-I-E on Instagram. Let's work. Let's collab. I only buy your shoes. And one of the reasons why I love Allbirds is because they are 
super freaking comfortable. And on top of that, every shoe they produce, every everything that they manufacture and produce, they also offset it equally by building solar plants and wind farms, planting millions of trees to take CO2 out of the air, investing in technology that captures methane from landfills and livestock operations. And they plan to become actually carbon negative eventually. That's great. I hadn't realized that, you know, shoe manufacturing and shoe wearing was so negatively impactful to the environment. And, and I, I had been doing my part. I hadn't known uh, just by never replacing my shoes. So <laughs> I, I have a pair of Vans sneakers from the year 2000 that I still wear. Perfect. And they look sharp as hell. Perfect. You know, I think I think the hippies got it right. You know, everyone walking around barefoot. The hippies got it right. You know, another example of a B Corp company that's doing something pretty awesome is New Belgium Brewing and mm. exactly. Mm. So Fat Tire is actually the first carbon neutral beer. Wow. What? Yeah. I know, right? How's that? Exactly. So their certificate, B Corp certification that looks at the entire life cycle of a brewing process, which, you know, includes barley, hops, refrigeration, transportation, you know, and then the company has just, again, gone to extreme lengths to invest in carbon offsets, which support forest management, regenerative agriculture, and renewable energy. And including they've installed Colorado's largest privately owned solar array back in the early 2000s. They were doing this back in the early 2000s. So while we were all wearing denim on denim and like toting around our Lisa Frank Trapper Keepers, this company was so on top of it that they were already like building like privately owned solar arrays. First of all, that's called the Canadian Tuxedo. Sorry. And second, I had no idea that New Belgium was so, so helpful to our environment. And so now I feel Every time I, I drink one of their beers, uh, I'm, I'm helping helping the planet get better. So thanks. I think I could maybe get B Corp certified. It, yeah. Is that too much? I think I'm, I'm going to focus on becoming more carbon neutral by only inhaling <laughs> from here on out. So the, thus releasing not releasing less carbon that way. I, I'll let you know how that works out. <laughs> yes, please do. Please do. <laughs> All right, Katie. Thanks for doing cooler terms. Take care, and we'll see you next episode. All right, I'm going to go grab a beer. All right, so what is a responsible business and how do we find them? B Corp is offering a compelling answer to that question. But if you listen to our previous episode, you know that consumer demands for free and fast shipping and seamless ordering have never been higher or arguably more delusional. So for people wanting to support businesses making a clear positive impact on the world, could it ever be as simple as the buy now button on Amazon? Cullen Schwartz is the founder of Done Good. His answer is an emphatic yes. That's what I think the job for any of us in this space is, is to make it easier and easier and easier and faster and faster and faster for people to create positive change. Deemed by Forbes as the Amazon for social good, Done Good is an online marketplace featuring over 200 ethical and sustainable brands. Now offering a mobile app and a full e-commerce site, the company's flagship product is a free Chrome extension that instantly recommends sustainable and socially conscious brands based on your searches in Amazon, Google, and other retailer sites. For example, I searched for fuzzy slippers on Google and a list of five companies popped up, including Kyrgyz, a company that handcrafts slippers from wool grown on family farms and is becoming certified climate neutral. With a click of a button, it takes me to their page on Done Good, where I'm just clicks away from whisking my feet to soft, sustainable heaven. Done Good evaluates businesses based on their impact on people and the planet. So what specifically are they looking at? 
Are you paying living wages and safe conditions? Are you investing in communities? Are you fighting climate change? And then how are you more environmentally sustainable than the big name counterparts in your industry? How can you demonstrate that? How can you back that up? What can you provide us? Cullen says they also rely on data from independent nonprofits like B Corp, 1% for the Planet, Fair Trade Organizations, and the Rainforest Alliance. Dungood features men and women's clothing, home goods, cleaning products, office supplies, coffee, tea, self-care products, even electronics, you name it. Dungood has likely found a responsible alternative worth supporting, each with their own unique story and ambition to do things differently. Such as Dear Survivor, who offers upcycled jewelry made ethically by women refugees in the U.S. and donates proceeds to restorative programs for survivors of sex trafficking. Or Gorongosa Coffee, who donates 100% of profits directly to wildlife conservation, girls' education, and rainforest restoration in Mozambique. Cullen says there's nothing as rewarding as watching these partner brands grow over the years. We're helping consumers who want to find those brands to find them, which then means these companies will have more sales, be more successful, which then means they'll be around longer and, and grow and be able to do more of the good it is that they're doing. It means other people, more and more other people will be inspired to start companies like theirs because they see that companies like these can be successful. Prior to starting Done Good, Cullen spent years in politics, including working in the Obama administration. Cullen said he got into politics to fight for things like economic equality, living wages for workers, and combating climate change. What he came to believe, though, was that of all ways to affect change, one stands alone in its sheer power. All the money that we spend is the biggest impact we make on the world. Of all the things we do, right, we march, we volunteer, we vote, we donate, but we spend a lot of money and that has a huge impact on the world. Last year, Americans gave $450 billion to charity. We spent 325 times more than that buying stuff. If just a fraction of the dollars we spend can be diverted away from massive companies with huge global supply chains that are keeping people locked in poverty, that are destroying the planet, and instead we can divert our, our dollars to companies that are using highly eco-friendly practices, fighting climate change, paying living wages, empowering communities. The impact is huge. Cullen and the Dungood team clearly envision a world that rejects the Friedman ideology that businesses exist only to maximize profits. But he also insists that a more conscious form of business will only be possible by embracing a little capitalism 101. Consumer spending is 70% of our economy. Businesses want to make money. So they will follow consumer demand and you know that means you know, we can demand as consumers certain product specifications, we can demand certain price points, we can demand, you know, whatever, and the market will supply whatever we demand. Well, more and more consumers are now demanding more often, I want good pay with this product for the workers who made it. I wanna know that my spending isn't helping to contribute to climate change and instead might be part of the solution. And the market will supply more of that. And I do think that that's the most important movement of our time. For Cullen, embracing principles of capitalism also means embracing what some leaders in this space deem a bad word, sales. Back in September, Dungood held its Better Days promotion, offering consumers an alternative to Amazon Prime Days. Whether it's promotions like Better Days, the seamless experience of the Dungood site, the speed of the plugin, or the extraordinary effort to sync all the inventory payment data with 200 plus partner sites, ease for the consumer is clearly the North Star for Cullen and the Dungood team. 
It's about understanding what people are already going to do and redirecting that behavior to do good without getting in the way. I'm going to buy a shirt anyway, right? I'm going to buy Christmas gifts at the holidays. Americans spend over a trillion dollars just on holiday gifts. What if that trillion dollars, a fraction of it, could reduce poverty and fight climate change? Many of the brands featured on Done Good are certified B Corps, as is Done Good itself. And just like the B Corp movement, Done Good is aiming to be an answer to the problem of greenwashing and quote unquote woke washing. Cullen says misleading marketing and PR claims from big business is absolutely a problem, but he insists there's another way to look at it. The fact that greenwashing is a problem, first of all, let's recognize that that's a sign of huge progress. The fact that big corporations at least feel like they have to pay lip service to these things and that they need to talk about these things at all or you know, are trying to, trying to fudge what they're actually doing, that means they're starting to understand that a large number of people, a large number of consumers care about these issues and they better start talking about it. So while it, you know, it, it sucks when big corporations are trying to make, make us all think that they're doing good and it makes it tougher to separate fact from fiction, it's progress that they even feel the need to do that. Colin was nice enough to extend an offer to working better listeners. Go to donegood.co and use the promo code WORKINGBETTER20 for $20 off a purchase of $100 or more. That's WORKINGBETTER20, no spaces. Huge thank you to Colin Schwartz of Done Good for talking with us. Also, thanks to Chris Marquis. Go buy his book, Better Business, at chrismarquis.com. We'll link to all this on our website. Finally, a huge thank you to B-Labs, James Gaffari, for lending your time and expertise. So when you're shopping and you want to use your purchase power for good, look for the B Corp logo. If you're online, download the Done Good browser extension and make it a breeze. They've done a lot of the work for you. But as Colin said, it comes down to what consumers demand. What we do that affects change and can reframe what we expect from businesses. Because who makes real change happen? <laughs> well, to quote a 1985 classic, people do. That's our show, everyone. Thanks for listening. Let us know what you think and how working better can be working better. You can reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn, or again, the holiday spirit and come caroling your complaints to us. The spirit of Christmas will find us and let us know. And P.S. Allbirds, don't forget that it's P-O-O-L-E-R-K-A-T-I-E. We'll see you next time.